Welcome back to Grinding to a Halt. Today I am talking to Jonathan Dane. He is the founder and CEO of Client Boost. I mean, just legitimately the best agency out there doing it. So Jonathan, how are we doing today? Appreciate it, man. That's a nice warm welcome. I'm doing great. I got Southern California, like, you know, December sunny skies. Uh, plenty of my Huberman lap style uh, looking in the sun kind of like protocols. So I can't complain. It's uh, it's really rude to say to a person who got a foot of snow this week. <laughs> I'm looking out your window and it looks white, but I can't actually see the snow, but I'm assuming that it's bad. Yeah, no, uh, I, I shoveled my driveway three times in a 24 hour period <laughs> because we got a foot of snow in 24 hours. <laughs> there, Zach, there are these, there's this thing called salt. Have you heard about it? With that amount of snow, I, I no, tried it doesn't that. matter. That was a rookie mistake. Last year yeah. when we first got here, I was like, I'll throw some salt on that shit. It'll melt. We'll be good to go. <laughs> and then my driveway was like a skating rink. It was a nightmare. That, that just shows the lack of awareness of how like other climates work here in, from Southern California. Like, yeah. I mean, also, I'm a guy from the South. So a dude moving up here, which everybody yeah. here is like, why? You know, you did this backwards, right? We go to you. You don't come to us. Yeah. So. That's not the migration pattern of humans that we normally see, Zach. What are you doing? No, no. It's uh, I'm against the grain. That's my thing. I, that's, yep. uh, that's the speed I move. I, love I it. It's good to talk to you. I really appreciate you making the time. I know you're of busy, course, you're, man. you know, building a company and all that stuff. Yeah, I think, I think everybody thinks people are busy, but like people make time for the things they want to do too. So like you had a yeah. great opportunity and I took it. Well, I appreciate it. Um, in putting together the show and thinking about who I wanted to bring on for the first few episodes is kind of like my mission statement. This is who I am. This is what I want to do. You were honestly one of the first people I thought of. Because <laughs> the first conversation we ever had really stuck out to me uh, because we were talking about agencies. We were talking about what it's like working in agencies. Yeah. And you said to me, the bar is so low because agencies <laughs> don't even treat people like people. Like right. if you just hire someone and you take care of them and you respect them as a human, you will get the best possible performance out of them. Yeah. And that's the opposite of everything I've ever heard from an agency. <laughs> It, it it blows my mind in the fact that, and this is not to brag at all either, but like in 2022, we won the number one best place to work by Glassdoor. Yeah. And in 2023, we're in like the top 30 and there's no agency above us either. So yeah. for a for an industry known for, you know, being stressful and like, you know, high turnover and all that kind of stuff, we're we're doing quite okay, I would say. And I'm and I'm and I'm proud of that for sure. Yeah. No, there's there's an intentionality to what you do. So yeah. as, as I think about guests and as I put them on like my roster of people I want to talk to, I do their name and then next to it, I put a word is like, as I think about how I want to build, this is the way my brain works. And it's what is my word? <laughs> intentionality. Intentionality oh, is Let's the go. word that I was like, all right, if I'm thinking about JD and I'm talking to him, what is the word that I think of when I think of him? I and it that. is intentionality. Knowing how Client Boost works and how you structure that company to focus on being able to change rapidly because you're scaling rapidly. It takes a lot of intentionality in every single step that you take and why you're doing something. The methodology has to be nailed down, but it also has to be explained to everyone. So you know mm -hmm. why the ship is moving the way it's moving. Right, right. But also knowing that, hey, we could pivot at any second because if it's not working, we're not gonna keep doing it just because I said we're doing it because you know right. you can be wrong too. 
Right. And that's sometimes. <laughs> that, that, well, it's it's a rarity to even say sometimes I could be sure, wrong. Sure, <laughs> sure. No, I definitely am. I eat uh, I eat a lot of um, uh, a humble pie, and I kind of have had this mindset over the years where I'm like, the more that I'm wrong, the better we're all off because it means that I can level up one more time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because the journey's never done. It is about iterative change over mm -hmm. time. Anyone yeah. who thinks they've got it figured out is going to be left in the dust because right. someone else is actually working on it while you think yeah. you've got it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, it sounds like you're good with that word being the word that I associate. With I, I have never had anybody describe me like that, but I'll take that. It's like the most, I'm not going to use the word romantic, but it's like, I feel so loved and appreciated, like honestly. So thank you. I mean, I'll take it seen, to the bank. You've seen me in short shorts and almost no shirt. So if you want to call it romantic, we'll... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we can take that offline. That's fine too. <laughs> so my question for you is, what is it like day to day? And I know you said people are only as busy as they make themselves. But like realistically building a company and having a, a family, having a wife and kids that you also need to spend yeah. time with. I feel like in the marketing industry... It is positioned as you grind and grind and grind and grind, and there's no yeah. stop until you achieve success. But success sure. is not a real thing. It is intangible because success is a moving goal. Yeah. Like, yeah, you hit 20 million MRR. What's next? Like that yep. can't be the end goal. It has to right. be something else. For Just sure. Like in your personal life, it's the same. Like you, you don't want to plateau in your relationship with your wife. You want to keep right. pushing and, and it be a deeper love, not the love you had last year. It needs to be right. a better love. Yep. So what's that balance like for you? How do you work towards those things and how do you manage them? So the interesting thing is I don't work more than 40 hours uh, a week for one. Um, and that's just a matter of knowing that when I'm 80 years old and people are asking me, what do you regret in life? I don't, I won't want to have the common answer, right? Of like, yeah. I wish I would have spent more time with my wife and kids um, maybe a little bit more with the kids. Sorry, yeah. wife, if you're watching, they're just more fun yeah. sometimes. Of course. Um, we know this, right? Um, Dude, it's my daughter's eighth birthday today. So like oh. when, we're, when we're done with this, we're going to go eat cake. And then she wants to go to Texas Roadhouse. So we're going to go to Texas Roadhouse. Like that is That's a hilarious <laughs> request for an eight-year-old, but we'll go with it. I love yeah. that. It's it's your 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 word that you used to describe me. It's the intentionality. It's, the, it's being deliberate so that like my attention is way more important than my time, for example. Yeah. Right. And so you also know how it is with having kids. They like, you want to spend time with them, but they're also going to get bored with you. And so of they may only want to spend like 10 minutes, maybe max, and they're going and playing with something else or watching TV yeah. or outside. So like the demand of time, isn't that big. Um, my wife and I, we have a great balance in terms of our health, our wellness, our quality time and what we do. We love watching Survivor, for example, and like yeah. talking about that. And we hit the pause button like every 30 seconds, like, oh my God, did you see that? So like, <laughs> and I know that's like us both consuming content, but we feel good. And the most important thing that we have is we have these little check-ins yeah. um, that we funny enough have brought from the values of client boost back home. And it's just this question is of how can I be better for you? And what can I tweak on the love language front or whatever it may be, for example, to be deliberate and like, oh, I hear your feedback and thank you for that. Like, I want to take action on that. So the the cup is always filled because you're always so intentional and deliberate that like you don't have to worry about checking the box of spending time because yeah. every moment is going to be quality and you know it already. Yeah, the, uh, the how can I be better for you model in the work setting is jarring at first. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> because from I the outside feel, i can see it yeah yeah because i don't feel like most of us are used to a manager or you know a boss in quotations coming to us and saying hey am i doing anything wrong is there a yeah. way that i could better help you do your job yep um and it's it's something that feels like a test at first it was kind of like the first time a company said hey we have unlimited vacation and I was like, well, you, you <laughs> see what you do with it. <laughs> you don't have unlimited vacation. You're testing yeah. me. This is, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how, like, uh, how can I be better for you meeting feels at first? Because yeah. it is like, well, I can't be honest because honesty gets me in trouble if I say yeah. what I actually think all the time. Sure, sure. But it's not. It is, no, we're going to do this because that's how everybody gets better. And yep. again, it goes back to that intentionality of those interactions have to be meaningful because it is a set amount of time and then we have to move on to other things. We're busy. There's a lot of clients, there's sure. a lot of needs, there's a lot of spinning plates. Um, so taking that time to just be like, hey, honestly, how am I doing? What can I do for you? Are you happy? Do you want to mm -hmm. go somewhere else? Yep. Um, that shit is important and no one else that I know of does it. And like, yeah. I tell people about it, they're like, that's, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, but it's good. But then it carries <laughs> over to the client side also of, of doing that for clients and asking clients those questions and agencies yep. do not ask clients questions because they know the answers and they're afraid of those answers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's like, I, I use the analogy internally of you have a cough that's been lasting longer than usual and you're afraid to go to the doctor because at worst, it could be lung cancer. Yeah. At best, it'll pass, right? But you don't want to know the truth. But if you don't know the truth, there's nothing you can do to improve the relationship between you and your lungs or you and your you know, colleague or client or spouse or whoever it may be as well too. Yeah. So you can extend it to the friends and being like, the bar is so low, like we talked about, right? And that little thing of just the intentionality the deliberateness of genuinely caring about, I know that if my people that I work with are in a better mental state, they yeah. feel like I'm taking this action as like a servant leader and wanting to genuinely better because nobody comes and asks for the heaven and earth when you ask those questions either, which yeah. I think is what some CEOs, for example, are afraid of. Like, oh, they're going to be so greedy. They're going to ask for more money all the time. Like, They don't. They yeah. just don't. They know that it's a business. They know that you have to have certain profit margins. And so they're like, the the the, my favorite part is that what always ends up happening is that the majority of the answers when you ask how can I be better for you are absolutely no brainers. I'm like, oh, without a doubt, we need to change that. Like that's a yeah. no brainer. And the same thing with your wife. We're like, I thought I was already doing that. Like, or that yeah. should not be the case, you know? And so you then give people the option to not only hear their feedback, that's step one, but yeah. acting on that feedback, that's the most powerful thing that if you looked at our, when we won our, our Glassdoor award, it was a common thread between all the things that we saw in our reviews. Like, not only do that these guys give a shit, they also act on the things that we're telling yeah. them about. And I'm, I'm like, wow, give me a pat on the back, sure. But like, these are such easy little tiny things. And if everybody can figure out doing that, we could could essentially raise the collective health, mental health of a lot of the things that we can control, right? I worked at an agency and I was there for I don't know, two years. Uh, and in my exit interview, I could tell that the CEO did not know my name, like without <laughs> looking at the meeting invite. Oh my and God. I sat right outside his office for two years yeah. and like he had no clue who I was, what I was yeah. doing uh, or why I was leaving. It was just a box to check to say he did an exit interview. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what we're going back to. Like the, the bar is underground, underground. <laughs> yeah, I can't see it. So where does that come from? Where does that desire to... <clears throat> 
to do things this way? Is it something you learned over time? Was it just part yeah. of who you are as a person? It's the answer is actually really specific. It's my, it's my mom, but the way that she got there was not fun. So my mom's side of the family, um, still live in Denmark. I, so I have this duality of like the, the, the quote unquote socialist, you know, Danish Scandinavian hat and like the American grind as well too. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a healthy balance of both, but my mom, um, has been in the mental, um, hospital twice, uh, multiple rounds of electroconvulsive therapy, um, as well too. my, my grandma, my mom's mom, has tried to you know commit suicide multiple times. Yeah. Fortunately, that hasn't happened. And my uncle, my mom's brother, has also had his bouts with depression. So I've been very much aware and careful of how my state is at all times too yeah. and what I can do to what I would almost call to keep this window, this mental window open that if it starts closing, I'm getting close to danger. And so all the things that I do, like my habits, sleep, eating, exercise, social, yeah. all those things can keep my window open. But um, growing up, <laughs> growing up, my, I, I hated this. This was my curse growing up, but it became my strength later on in life. Yeah. It's funny that, how that works. That's that it always normally does. The case. Like yeah. lines have to be crossed or something has to happen where you're like, okay, now I got this, like this, this mental callus that just makes me bulldoze through shit. Right. Yeah. So my mom, um, was essentially not able to keep any job for more than six months at a time. Yeah. And she was like a temp worker as well too. But what she would do when she got a new job is she would figure out and get a lay of the land, talk to obviously new colleagues and all that kind of stuff. And with a fresh set of eyes, she's like, why are we doing things this way? Like, don't you want to change too? And she goes around and talks to everybody. And they're like, yeah, but we're afraid to say anything. She's like, F that. Let me go talk to leadership about that. And what would end up happening is that she would speak her mind with the whole purpose, and again, I guess the intentionality, right, of yeah. making things better for everybody. And the classic male dominant, you know, corporate culture, totem yep. pole shit, like, fuck you, you're a fire, like you're a temp yeah. worker, like, why do we listen to you? And so she would go on these revolving doors of new jobs. And I was like, mom, like, I, I remember this, I had a girlfriend um, that I was terrified to take home to also meet my mom, because we lived in the smallest apartment possible, like a one bedroom that my mom and I shared. Everybody yeah. else had a house that they were living in and obviously uh, two parents and all that kind of stuff. And so I was just so upset and frustrated with my mom that it was one of the triggers that was like, I want to go visit my dad in the United States. So her experience, and I would say like a lot of Dr. Phil episodes watching, like just <laughs> <laughs> from afar, um, was um, really my only corporate training. And I was like, yo if if it, it goes into sales as well too and it's so it's so easy like if i help you first then i can have an easier time expecting that you're going to help me so it's not because i want to be selfish but i know that we have to scratch each other's backs yeah. so why don't we just make it easier and also because i know that the market of how they treat employees or how the corporate stigma reputation is so bad especially yeah. in the us i'm like wow the effort of me putting in asking how can i be better for you is so low. I'm yeah. like, why am I not doing this all the time? And so again, it's been like our, it's been our forte in terms of having people that have like hitting their seven year anniversary mark. And there's so many yeah. of them as well too. Right. So that's a little bit of the backstory of like, how do I get to this point? My mom sucked her, sucked at keeping jobs, but there was a lesson to be learned and not being good at keeping a job. <laughs>
it's so weird the things that you learn as a child or the things that are instilled in you or the ways you learn to move within the world as a yeah. child the direct connection those have to the things you become really good at as an adult so for me having a a very strange childhood like not going to school <laughs> and only speaking to people at church like that was yep. my world i was at church or i was at home um and knowing that educationally i was really far behind all of my peers just because i wasn't given the education that i should have been given so so you know i, I learned to talk around things that i don't want to talk about i yeah. could the, the analogy i make is a lot of comedians will say they got funny because it was either tell a joke or get beat up <laughs> and mine was like i can convince someone to have someone else do this or everybody will find out i can't read like these oh, are my two options wow so like learning to work in the world that way really helps as an account manager because i have to go into a situation knowing the direction i need to drive a conversation yep. I can't make people feel manipulated because the goal is not to manipulate. The right. goal is to reach a certain destination because there is a goal in mind when we get to that destination. Yep. Um, and so like the ways I learned to do that is just be super personable. Like if I'm going to get on a call, you're getting 100% me. I'm not yeah. going to lie. There's no filter. I'm going to ask you questions about your life. You're going to ask me questions about my life and we will bond personally because yep. that's going to help me get the hooks in. So when I need to steer a conversation or when we need to have difficult conversations, yep. it's easy because Zach's mm -hmm. not a vendor. Zach is a person. Yep. Um, and that was something I absolutely learned as a kid. And now, you know, in my mid thirties, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Like why I leaned into the career path I did. Yeah. Because I learned to do it when I was 11. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's an incredible story. It's so, like you said, it's so funny to like, if you were talking to a therapist, you're like, yep, that's exactly why you're the way you are today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I know it. And yep. you know, it's, uh, and it's reassuring that, hey, I'm on the right path. Like right. these things are internal to me. I am naturally good at this. It's not, it doesn't mean it's not work. Account yeah. management can be a terrible job. Right. Um, people will often ask like, why don't you just go into sales? Cause you don't have to talk to the same people all the time. And I'm like- In multiple I, times, yeah. Yeah, like, cause I like the relationship side of it. That is the yeah. drive for me. I did marry an almost stranger 15 years ago. <laughs> like we did not know each other when we got married. and. Next month we'll be married for fifteen years. Like, wow! Wait, like wait, that. wait! I want to. What you the want, hell? You want some like, I so, just give me the nug. Like, I just need that real quick. All right. Uh, so, Cliff's notes. Uh, Mail order bride checkbox. No, yeah, yeah. not that. Okay, maybe. Uh, no. So I I had left churches. Uh, Multiple. Well, I, I was at a church that I had grown up at, and I had really long hair and tattoos, and I was essentially asked to stop going. <laughs> um. <laughs> sorry that like created a reaction i could just see yourself even skinnier than you are today because you're a really like, fit person you go skinny. by the way you go to the gym how many well like you work out like nine hours out of the day something along those lines right I, we're it's, going on a tangent but it's just it's, interesting it's it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's funny that i'm i'm so anti-grind set but i am the guy that wakes up at 3 30 in the morning you're just like the these curls ain't gonna do themselves <laughs> baby like every day yes so so i left the church that i grew up at i went to another church literally within being there for five minutes this girl approaches me we talk um then i go on tour with a metal band for a month <laughs> and then i come back and we we just like hang out at the mall. We never actually dated. There was no like yeah. official anything. Yeah. We just went to the mall every day after work. Um, and then three months later, I proposed to her. Uh, and then I don't three know. Months I don't after know what... that, we eloped. 
<laughs> this this just sounds like the perfect pitch for a movie script of something like we I don't know we just we just went to the mall together we didn't maybe even talk like we just went there yeah. every single day after work that's amazing yeah we we just, we just kind of hung out and then we got married uh yeah fifteen years later it's worked out for us we tell people seemingly it's not, the way, it's not the way to do it you should definitely <laughs> get to know someone first this is not the roadmap or blueprint that we recommend yeah but I do also that is very indicative of my personality like picking yeah. up and leaving Georgia and moving to Maine where we had never even really been before yeah just because we're like hey this will be fun we should try it yeah like life yeah, the, is the too short to not the, do that stuff the opposite migration pattern like we talked about earlier for yeah. humans um <laughs> did you do you feel like you have that ability so let me ask you this if if um shit hit the fan right and mm-hmm. you're obviously priority number one is family do you have the whole like the rebound mentality? I'm talking about like external forces, like like job or like a fucking hurricane hits you guys or whatever, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you're like nope, kind of like I saw that pre mortem a mile away, like I'm good, like we'll rebuild, go, like don't worry about it. Like, do you have that mentality? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything that could come that could really stop me. Everything yeah. that I battle is internal. There's nothing external yeah. that I feel like I could not take on. Yeah. It's own. It's my own brain is my biggest enemy because my yeah. brain tells me that life is not always worth living. Like that is yeah. the thing that I have to fight against. Is my brain being right. like, hey, you should check out. Maybe yep. you should. It's not good anymore. Yeah. Um. Which is something I actively have to think about and talk about with. And I talk to everybody about it now because like, why yeah. would I not? Yeah. Um. But external forces. My wife and I have been through a lot of shit. We've had a miscarriage. We have yeah. two special needs kids. Uh, we have little contact with a lot of people. Like we have done a good job of protecting ourselves so we can build the life we want. And sometimes that means cutting people out, uh, to protect what we have, because what we have is more important than literally anything else. Everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. This this is my family. (laughs) Yeah. Maine, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go live in the woods. That's incredible, man. Thanks for sharing that too. I feel like oh, I'm yeah. interviewing you now, but like, you know, that's how good uh, episodes are, are born. It's uh, like I told you, it's very conversational. Uh, there's no rules, which I like to this. It is just, hey, what do we want to talk about for a while? Well, then I'm going to start my walking treadmill right now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am standing on it, but yeah, I, I won't do that. Don't worry. Well, that does lead me to a good question. You, you made, made fun of my uh, fitness I mean, it, it's an obsession for me. It is. Yeah. We did a spin class together. Like that's the only spin <laughs> class I've ever done. And was, I was it like, fun though? Cause it was like, you're, you're dancing on the bike, right? Like it was like, kind of like a club. Oh no, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. it I forgot about that by the way. destroyed my legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a treadmill and stairs guy. I am not a yeah. bike guy. Different so muscle set. It was different. Even today you posted about, you know, the importance of, of sleep patterns. On yeah. LinkedIn, like clearly taking a big focus on those things. Is that also something that you've really spent a lot of time or a lifetime thinking about? Or is that something as you've gotten older? I know a lot of people as you start to get older and your body's like, hey, it's yeah, stiff in the morning. <laughs> part of it, part of it was like, I need to turn up the heat as as I age, because I don't want to have the feeling that I'm uh, getting slower or less strong, like weaker or anything like that, too. So yeah. It's funny um, when I when I asked the question too on you know the external forces about rattling you like I feel the exact same way on the flip side of my mom um, my dad's side of the family 
um, has kicked me out of the house three different times. And like, that was my only financial connection to kind of like being able to do anything. So I've had that yeah. rug pulled out from underneath me. So while I'm really chill from maybe my Danish side and lacking the corporate experience, I also had this like, it's it's rooted in anxiety that somebody else can come and pull out that rug fat from underneath me. And so I have to build everything from scratch where I need to make the, the, the rug as heavy as I possibly can, which is my obsession with building a company that's coming from. So luckily I've been able to take the bad things and turn them into, you know, quote unquote superpowers. And um, it, it's one of those things too, where it has to be holistic for me because I remember... Uh, in, in high school over here in the US, I had this amazing biology high school teacher. And it was one of the reasons why I actually wanted to come to the US and be a marine biologist, not, not a marketer. I took chemistry and I was like, absolutely not. Like I have to figure something else out. But that's actually how it happened. But the guy, the guy was so good at one facet of life, right? Yeah. But he was so overweight. And I was like, man, as a biology teacher, not knowing what's happening internally, how yeah. can you neglect that kind of stuff? So I got this like pet peeve vibe where I'm like, okay, I also know that many people are struggling in terms of like their finances and the cost of living, especially now buying a house, best of luck, maybe move to Maine, it'll be easier. Yeah. It is, um, it is easier. <laughs> <laughs> good, just for people knowing that. And there is no one excess mindset of spending the time to like know what better sleep is like or yeah. know what your visceral fat like volume should be like um there's all these different scans you can now do that are becoming easier and cheaper so there's no mental abundance to do that one second there's definitely no financial abundance to do that either yeah. and so for me what you saw on linkedin is the whole principle again of being intentional and the and the whole holistic version of just helping people become better at who they are. Because if I know that I can help you become a better dad, you can help me become a better dad yeah. or husband as well too. That shit's going to ripple. And I know for a fact, like you're going to explain some of the things that you're becoming aware of to other yep. people. And you're going to start like a chain reaction that way as well too. So I quickly think to, I'm going to go all over the place right now, but I promise I'm going to make a point. Yeah, that's good. It's good. I, I have this poster on my wall that has little bubbles of weeks left to live. And every time a week passes, I got to fill in the bubble. And I, I bought the, I bought the poster with a hundred years. There's also the version of like 79 years. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to buy that one. I want to buy the hundred year one. And it's a reflection point that I'm like, am I doing the things that are most important? And when I think about when my time is up and I have a funeral, like how many people are actually going to show up to that funeral and how many people yeah. did I impact? And one part of that is just being a great CEO, but then stopping there where the expectations I think around are of what a CEO does. It's just like, well, a great CEO is just like, they, they listen and they, they help me, you know, get promotions, make more money, learn some new skills. Um, but could I take it beyond that too? And indirectly, I know, you know, people listening, they'll be like, well, JD, like we know that if you improve all these things, like the productivity of your team will go up quick ability to of like the external forces of like rattling you like this, I call it a pre-mortem. What's the worst thing that can happen? And um, I know that many of the things from a health perspective, cancer, cardiovascular disease, uh, dementia, yeah. diabetes, the four main killers, right? They're also all interconnected. And the, the appearance of those diseases do not you don't just go for your colonoscopy and boom, then you have, you know, uh, rectal cancer or whatever. Yeah. It's a slow build of growth of all of them. So the calcific calcification of your, your arteries and all that kind of stuff in the buildup there, same thing with diabetes. Like you have to be at a certain marker. Um, but you should know if you're pre-diabetic way in yeah. advance as well too. 
you kind of look at this, um, you know, uh, increase in just a, a wellness interest as well too. And long story short, I was taking our values internally at Client Boost, which is actually an acronym that spells party. It's pushing yourself, accountability, resilience, transparency. Fuck, a, another person doing it. Hey, turn that down. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving all this in. I'm leaving all this in just so you know. It's good stuff. You should all, yeah, you should get the things that I'm like, let me actually unplug it. One second, I'll be right back. All right. I'm back. <laughs> can you hear it okay? I think I have noise canceling. Is it okay? Or can yeah, you, I, can I you couldn't it hear it. I, w- I wasn't hearing it at all. It doesn't mean that it's we may not just in there have a little background music so. in the back for the rest of the episode. That's fine That's- too. Oh, there we go. That was hold on one sec. I like just speaking of external factors. All of a sudden, Wi-Fi went down. I go back. Spotify tells me that my credit card expired. Zoom has to do some updates. I'm like, I'm never getting back on this show. <laughs> and I'm calm as a cucumber, folks. Like, that's how you got to remember that. See, that's uh, strength under pressure. Strength yep, under exactly. pressure. Exactly. A lot of pressure <laughs> happening. You Where were was like, I? You were like 10 minutes into making the point. <laughs> that started with, I'm going to go a lot of places. And then it'll all like, tie together. Well, I promise I'll stitch it together. <laughs> So you were talking um, about the uh, the hundred year uh, calendar filling in those bubbles yeah. every week. Oh, so um, the uh, the the mental abundance and the financial abundance that's completely lacking in terms of like what trajectory we as especially Americans have like uh, gone like less sleep, more processed foods, less working out. Social wise, as far as close friend count, dropping that as well too. Yep. Um, and so. We, we have those values, I think I mentioned as well, too, in the acronym of what it stands for. And yeah. I was like, why don't I take that to another level? Why don't I create something called a Party 360 program? So we've had had health, uh, health challenges in the past where it was basically who can burn the most active calories wearing an Apple Watch. And what ends up happening after that month is you either go on antibiotics because you're sick. Uh, you're, a, yeah. you're addicted to Advil <laughs> because you're in pain <laughs> all the time. And... You're throwing away your Apple Watch because you're like, I never want to see this thing in my life ever again because I yeah. like I grinded so hard. And it was hilarious because like our health challenges were really not healthy. There was no healthy habits built at all. Yeah. Um, and so the whole sleep and all these other factors. So, anyways, we created this like uh five uh focused uh thing around if you do these things in this order, you give your best chance to also have a better mental health. Uh, from that window analogy that I used earlier. So the first yeah. thing first is like the sleep. Um, and the uh, the first domino to fall on all of these things is just awareness, right? Like yeah. if you have a baseline of what your sleep score is, whether you have an aura ring or a whoop band or even, you know, a smartwatch, that's step one. The second part is like your diet. Cause like you can't outwork a bad diet if you have goals in terms yeah. of losing weight. And a lot of times the fat aspect is related to all the other diseases, even yep. dementia to some degree too. Then you have your physical health, then you have your social health, and then you have your mental health as the last one. And it's like getting away off the dopamine hamster wheel of like your social media and things like that too. Yeah. So three three levels per one of each of those five things are the health challenges that we're going to create for the first quarter of this upcoming 2024 year. And yeah. I had one person that wasn't even a health challenge. It was just a colleague that I was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an aura ring and I want to see what you think. She found out that like she was drinking four to five cups of coffee a day and she couldn't wind down at all. And then, so she had the awareness 
And I was like, what's your sleep score? And it's like a score from zero to a hundred. I was mm -hmm. like, for sure, it's going to be lower than mine, you know, because I'm like the person, you know, doing this. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm consistently in the 90s. And I'm looking at my I'm like 76. Damn it. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so but that's like a call. So so many of us, long story short, we live in a fog. We live in a mental haze and we don't even know about it. We don't know that our energy levels could actually be consistent. So yeah. over time, I've been guinea pigging myself with continuous glucose monitoring and found out that like pizza is my enemy. I'm like, why couldn't it be something else? Because like. <laughs> that glucose spike just keeps on going forever. And so we have the the sleep side of things. We have uh, blood biomarkers that we're going to be doing as well too. Yeah. And then we have a DEXA scan, which is essentially uh, bone mineral density, visceral fat kind of thing as well too. And then an understanding of all those things are tied together to, are you on a trajectory that's actually really bad? Because let's be honest, most people are, not just within yeah. Client Boost, but most people are. Uh, without them knowing that and what what could you change now to like just be aware of that kind of stuff so that my first goal is just to plant that seed and like give people the choice to control their health in a different way and that's where it started from i mean that's cool and all but a lot of agencies have beer on fridays so we know. do that too like you gotta live a little <laughs> bit as well we do have tequila bottles downstairs I'm joking. I'm the I'm the lifelong sober guy. So the beer Fridays, I was always like, can I just get like a cash bonus on this? Like I am not participating. Can you just Here, like slide? Here's three dollars. <laughs> here's three dollars for your Corona, sir. So you did mention one thing um, before all the technical difficulties uh, about yes. being kicked out, and then like your yeah. those financial needs that you had or the people you were looking to. I love stories of near destitution. So my wife and I getting married young, having no real jobs. Yeah. Uh, there was a point we were in our first apartment and we had just paid rent and we had like 17 cents in the bank. And she had <laughs> that's, to- That's less money than like the uh, Matt LeBlanc from Friends story or whatever when he moved <laughs> yeah. to LA. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to go to work to pick up her check because she didn't have direct deposit or anything. But we didn't have enough gas in the car for her to oh, drive to work God. to pick up her check. So we're like digging through the couch to find change so we can go get like a dollar twenty-five worth of gas so she can drive to work to get a check so we can survive for the next week. Did and you like, actually find change in the couch? Of course. Of course. We did. That, that's a that's a that's a human law, anyways. So that makes sense. I'm not surprised. And it was a secondhand couch. So it's not like it was even our change <laughs> that we found. It was somebody else's. Bonus. But like in those moments, it feels like your world is collapsing, but you find a way to get through it. And then looking back on it, it's hilarious. We're like, mm -hmm. we were how did we manage to go from that to where we are now? Like the lives we have built, like it's a really good way to put things in perspective. Yeah. Um, so do you have any of those stories where you're like, oh, this is my last 17 cents. Life is about to fall apart Dude. and I do not know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> I have quite a few. So the second time or the first time that I got kicked out, um, my dad essentially like, really loved that I played basketball and um, I got a girlfriend at the time and I started caring less about basketball. And so my grades were dropping as well too. I took, I could, I took accountability. And, uh, and then I was like, we got in a fight or something like that. And I was like, dad, why don't you just send me home? And like home meant like Denmark. Right. And yeah. so he, a couple hours later, he printed out a British airways like itinerary and just put it on the dining table as like a threat essentially. And I was like, try, I was like calling his bluff. I'm like, Okay. He's like, sweet, pack your shit. 
we're going to the LAX right now. And like, he literally did drop me off that same day. Three hours later, I was on a flight back to Denmark. And this was like middle of junior year of high school. Right. And yeah. so as a, like, I'm not living in the ghetto. I'm not living, but everything is relative. You got to remember that as well too. Yeah. And so the, the, the whole rug, like friends are gone. I'm, I'm 17, I think at that time. So I could drive a car over the U S but I don't have anything in, in Denmark. Yeah. And so like my, like just my mental uh, open map mindset was completely gone from a physical. Cause I, I could take, I guess, public transportation that's better there, but like not for much. And I, so I was forced to actually get my first job as well too. Cause my mom was like, that's just what we do. <laughs> like you gotta yeah. do that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to play basketball over here and I'm hopefully going to get a scholarship. I'm just going to chill and play basketball. Like that's it. That was my goal. Right. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was, um, I, uh, I had this whole, a whole freaking year of this feeling of not being able to hit the apex of a deep breath. So I could like, <gasps> yeah, but I couldn't take, I couldn't take the deep breath. And I was like, what is going on? And I couldn't run. I couldn't play basketball. Like even in Denmark, like I couldn't do any of those things. And I was like, on these like Chinese herbal remedies or drinking a lot of salt water in class in high school. And I was always tired because I either didn't get enough oxygen or whatever. So I was napping all the time. And so later on, I figured out it might've been like a stress induced anxiety thing that was actually happening to me. But that was a low point where I was like, I, the quality of life just like drastically went down. Everything got taken away from me. Um, I had to figure things out as well too. And you know, that happened multiple times in my life. I also had when I um, came back to be with my uh, dad uh, going into college, mm-hmm. um, I was working under uh, his wing. He has this, a little a mortgage company as well, too. And then he just decided, like, I'm going to go film a documentary. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> OK, I just got my real estate license. Thanks, bro. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, OK, taking the rug from like being pulled from out from underneath me in the past to like I can't cry about it. I just got to figure things out. And so yeah. I sometimes would like wash and wax my dad's car and he would pay me for the detailing of that. And we're in Southern California. Like we have a lot of nice people that have, we're not, I wouldn't say they're nice people, but they have nice cars yeah. and people with nice cars. Yeah, of course. <laughs> people with money. Right. And so I was like, why don't I go on Craigslist? And I put up my car detailing services and I kind of figured out that, um, you know, the more people that see my listing that click through on it, the more, the higher the chance of the phone ringing as well too. Yeah. And so back then there was no native upload feature of photos for like the before and after pictures of me cleaning cars. Yeah. And so I figured out how to do that with like photobucket.com, get the image source code, <laughs> put it in and people would call me. So half of people would call me be like, how did you do that? And other people would call me the half would be like, I want to hire you. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ended up, um, I ended up also putting like visitor counters. Like you remember back in the day when you go to a website, go down to the footer, they're like your visitor number 10,900 and whatever. Yeah. So there's no, there's no analytics within Craigslist to kind of figure out like if I split test my headline and I have a higher click through rate, I would get more visits. But how would I figure out if that's true? Oh, I put a visitor counter in there. Yeah. So indirectly I was doing this thing called marketing without even knowing it. And I was like, like one, I was fit as shit because I was working like, three to four cars a day in the beating sun, just manual labor and making like $400 a day as well too. And I was like, I'm pretty good at this kind of stuff. But the whole connection point I'm trying to make is that the mental calluses were starting to build and that adversity that was going through that was happening was just like, like looking back at it, like if you can choose a right direction to get out of that adversity, you will always be better off for it. It seems like because the bar of what's hard is so much higher for you mentally 
than anybody else that's going through anything else that hasn't had that adversity yet. You wouldn't yeah. wish it on anybody, but you also kind of know that like, if it doesn't break you, if it doesn't kill you, obviously jump in the deep end of the pool and see what happens. You'll be fine, but you just don't know it right now. Yeah. No, building resilience over time is scary, but long run, you are a yeah. better person. You are a better employee. You're a better spouse. You're a better parent yeah. because those things that might cripple someone else when they come yeah. up, you're like, it's no big deal. Like I've no. had way worse. This is, is nothing. You're like, a, well, you're a, you're a cheat code. You're a yeah. cheat code of perspective is how I like to put it. And yeah. when you talk to your kids, for example, and you're like, you know, they're going to deal with the, the common things that all kids deal with. And you kind of try to help them zoom out, but you know that they're really not going to be able to fully zoom out until they also have the same experiences as well yeah. too. But you're giving them a little bit of that cheat code as, as they go along too. And like, they're going to be, 30 years, one, 30 years old one day and they're going to be like, my dad's a freaking goat because like, or mom, right? Like they yeah. just set me up so right. And like, that's kind of what I want to be able to say and do and hopefully get that relationship to kind of get stronger over time with my kids as well. Yeah, no, it's it it's funny. Like people my age, and I'm, you know, I'm 34, like my friends that have- I'm, kids, I'm 36, so we're not far. Or, or coworkers who have kids whose kids are in the same age range, I've noticed this very distinct change in like the way our parents spoke to us and the way we speak to our kids. Yeah. Because like I talk to my kids like they're people, like they're not yeah. my property. They're not, yes, they are children, but I speak to them as though they have thoughts and feelings because they have yeah. thoughts and feelings. Even to the point of like, my wife is really good about having conversations of, Hey, how did it feel when I said this? Or like, if they had yeah. a negative reaction to a certain word, why? What can? How can? It, it's essentially how can I be better for you? Yeah. With the kids of like, hey, this word doesn't work for you for whatever reason. So how can yeah. we shift that? What can I say that is helpful to help you understand what I'm trying to get across, but doesn't have any negative connotation for you internally, for right. whatever reason? Um, and talking to like people I work with, they're like, oh yeah, no, we do that same thing with our kids. And like seeing the way my kids act, uh, my daughter's teacher said that my daughter advocates for herself in a way they've never seen a seven-year-old <laughs> advocate for herself. Wow! And I'm like, that's badass. Like, she <laughs> yeah. knows what she's feeling, and she knows you how to get you what she's feeling. <laughs> yeah, the mental arrows that you're giving your kids in their quiver. Um, yeah. I, as as a parent, like when you say you want the best for your children, um, and you care about their happiness you cannot shortcut that like that you have to do that and like yeah. without a doubt because like you're setting them up for just whatever the world throws at them as well too so like yeah she could probably get a job right now here as on the sales team probably pretty easily <laughs> dude she is uh she's a monster she is unstoppable like, that's awesome there's no one says no to her and if you do yeah. you're wrong so she's <laughs> gonna get what she wants and yep. like this is ideal this is the kind of kid i that i need <laughs> like uh, nobody's gonna stop her She's a pain well, in the that's, ass, just like that's me. why you're that's why you're uh you know the state of Maine lemonade sand profits are soaring through the roof right now. I've seen at least in the summer, not now, but yeah. It's eggs. She wants to set up like a chicken egg stand and <laughs> she eggs. understands where the market is going. The protein, it's a smart move, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a sustainable market. It has no seasonality. People yep. need eggs year round. So it's she's good. She's what you were doing with Craigslist when you were doing CRO with Craigslist. <laughs> when CRO didn't exist yet, yep. um, she's doing that with the egg market in Maine. <laughs> I freaking love that. I, I want like some some shipped over here, to be honest. That's well, amazing. 
you'll have to fight Cody and Beth because I know they uh they're gonna set up their own egg stand as well. So they they are going they're going hard. Yeah, we uh, I send them for some odd reason Instagram is now thinking that I'm like a chicken fan, so I get a lot yeah. of memes and videos that I send to them. So it's good. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Just in wrapping up, um, I've been asking people like what does success look like for you? How do you define it? Whether it be work, whether it be family, whether it be a combination of the two, what is for you when you go home at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, today was a successful day. Like I did. Yeah. I did it. it was a good day. I'll give the the philosophical answer. And I, I think the more practical answer, um, for me, it was, it was actually from reading the book, atomic habits. Have you read that one? Yep. It's like, um, you don't you don't rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems and it's like uh i'm a i'm a big basketball fan big kobe bryant fan and he was also talking about like it's a journey man i don't i don't care like i care of course for the championships but what i really have fun doing is getting in the weight room working on my yeah. game and just part of the journey aspect that's what i'm having fun with so that's me that's my success bar because like as we talked about and alluded to earlier as soon as you hit that goal. If you have it as a predefined one, you're going to move the goalpost later on. Yeah. That's just human nature. And I think that's a healthy thing to be honest to do too, but I don't put my happiness to be around the corner. I put my happiness to be in the day to day. Um, the more practical answer is if I feel productive, <laughs> I've actually moved the needle on something that I'm like, God, I was just treading water today. Right? Like that happens a lot too, especially wearing a lot of hats. And I'm like, I think I made an impact on something that I want to launch a marketing campaign or whatever it may be in the future. Yeah. So that's my duality of those answers. Yeah. No, that's great. And and it's different for everybody and everybody's perspective on it is so different that yeah. I love it. Like some people's answers just like, no, when I can tell I did something. Like when I accomplished my list. That's it. Yeah. It's just about yeah. the list for me. And like that's so simple and beautiful and I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I literally have uh like seven different handwritten notes. Cause I'm like a boomer. I can't have it digitally. So I'm like the checking off, like where the striking through dopamine hit, I could, Dude, I could heavily same. rely. If everything go. with me is handwritten. I handwrite yeah. all my notes and then I, I move it over digitally after that. If, if, <laughs> it, if, it, if it even gets to that point, right? Like it might not yeah. even do that. Yeah. When I put it in my Salesforce notes, those go in, <laughs> everything else stays in the book. Dude, That's a lie. But it yeah. was great. It was great catching up with you. It was good talking you to too, you too, dude. Um, I highly recommend people follow you on, on LinkedIn. Your, your content's great. Literally anybody on the KB team is putting out good content. Like they should just follow everybody. Appreciate so, it. Thank you. So thanks for joining. It was a pleasure speaking with you, buddy. Thank you, man. Have a great Christmas and, uh, getting into the springtime without frostbite. I hope, I hope it goes fine. It was it was four this morning, just so you know. It was four. Jeez. I went to like the I went to the mountains in California. I was like, oh my God, it's 28 degrees in the morning. And I'm like, no, that was, and I'm, that a, was I'm a former high. Viking. I'm a former Viking. What's wrong with you, dude? It's wild. Awesome. Thanks, JD. Thanks, brother.